Welcome to the Global Exclusive Podcast. My name is Shadow. I'm one of your hosts. And today, everybody would dream is dead. Um, our <laughs> podcast is a dying art, just like this game. Ouch. <laughs> Well, okay. I I don't think the game is dying. I just think in the last month or two there hasn't been anything exciting worth of content. What do you think? Yeah. Hopefully, morale battles will reinvigorate things a bit with anniversary. We will see. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all looking forward to some sort of new content that we can do. And have we caught up to all the trials in JP? I think that's it, right? Uh, there, there is one more that like was fairly recent in JP, but it was also pretty easy. It was the first of these new, like, 12 races of FFB oh, series yeah. that will supposedly be a thing. I mean, the yeah. main exciting thing from those seems to be that we'll get craftable killer pluses for, like, all the races, hopefully. See, that's that's very hype, yeah. But this week, we are greeted with our third... Uh, hold on, what's the word? Unit design contest winners? And designed, yeah. And designed yeah. unit. And it's a physical damage dealer, but we also got Daisy, something that we probably should have gotten last year. But yeah, pretty much. They chuck it in, in with these. And then there was a surprise Sylvie update. So Yeah. Yeah. All right. But we can talk about Daisy first. What, what, what's Daisy Dream? Tell us about Daisy. Uh, well, when she was released at her normal time in JP, she was a very good seven star physical tank. These days, less so. I mean, one, like, her kind of defining feature, I'd say, is her cooldown for, like, AoE 70% physical mitigation. And that's up for, like, four out of six turns for the whole team. So when that's up, she is, like, still surprisingly tanky. But on those downturns, not so great. And then she's obviously very behind on stats these days. So, like, can be a, bu a budget pickup, maybe, but nothing too great. She this does, I... she does have an NVA JP, though, which is very competent but it's apparently also the free unit of that event so don't worry too much about pulling her now she becomes free that's so sad i think yeah this is where well, i put I, on my it, muscle it's... impersonation and talk about the stmr and tmr because i've I mean, been waiting for this moment unit, the whole week yeah free unit thing is the same way as like stuff like gilgamesh and beatrix there's just a much shorter gap between her release and right nva was that the Daisy NVA, though that was recent though, right? Yeah, it was it was only like a few weeks ago, I wanna say. So what's left of the season three FFB CG characters that we haven't gotten? Is it only Cleome now? I think it's only uh, Cleome. We, it's Cleome and Nareen. Or oh, yeah, for, Nareen. Nareen, Nareen. Forgot about that one. I guess She's in the Roka. The <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Roka maybe counts. But Roka's, I think, NV unit, I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah, she's NV Basin, only recently got released in JP, yeah. so okay. she wasn't part of the skipped batch. Easily, I guess. Um, then Take it away, Maxwell. <sighs> thank you, thank you. Uh, we, well, well, when we look at her STMR, it's nothing great. It's a 60 defense and 30% magic uh, resist for the wearer. It's an accessory, um, but it's, it's kind of like a worse Alphonse STMR, if we're, people don't remember those. But her TMR is actually decent because, like, fifty percent defense. It might you might scoff at it, but like, there aren't. I can't think of many good fifty percent uh, defense TMRs out there. There's a lot of good defense STMRs for the material slot. 
but you know, defense tier wrestling. You know, it's kind of rare that you just want to build defense though, and not like more be Everything focused else. on HP. Yeah. And yeah, I think the STMR would have been like a fair bit more favorable before the green magic update. Yeah. But now that auto shell is just better than the buff it provides, it's pretty underwhelming. Yeah. It, it really feels outdated. Um, so yeah, just, just wait to get her for later. I yeah. would say. Honestly, if you get her for free, well, if you get her as while pulling for the other unit on the banner, that's fine. But her as a unit itself is really, really nothing to talk about right now. I think of all the CG as season three units, though, she was the least offensive. So there's that. So that's Daisy. You want to talk about Noppy next? Sure thing. Noppy is very cute. <laughs> that's the best thing it's going for her. Oh, I think. There's so many I mean, things about her that I kind of... Yeah, but go ahead. Like, she's honestly not bad, but, I mean, you can go ahead first if you want. Right, so... <laughs> there's kind of a weird, like, head-scratchers that Gumi did with this unit. Um, so we all love our TDH Greatsword units, right? Yeah? Yeah. As, yeah. TDH Greatsword is exactly what everybody wants in this game. Um, I mean, so just, just two-handed weapon variants design in general... It's just top-notch, so great. No sarcasm yep. at all. Yep, yep, 100%. Like, Alem Geek Game Design right there. Much respect. So there's that. He's a sustained damage chain... She's a sustained damage chainer. Actually, is it a he or she, or is it an it? The gender um, is other in the FFB Yeah, game. like, me mechanically neither, because I think that's just, a, like, an FFB Moogle thing. But she was designed as a female. Okay. I, I don't think we need to get too into... The separation of sex and gender, right? We, we Especially just, for a Moogle. Especially for a Moogle. We, we will just accept <clears throat> and support her. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, she's she's a mostly a BS chainer, I think, right? Or wasn't it? Uh, status Ray. Okay, and she does her job. But... Yeah, like her sustained damage and burst are both like pretty good. I would say like six or seven out of ten, and like she actually competently buffs herself. And because yep. Gumi knows how durations work, unlike Alum, yeah, um, hundred percent. As long as you're as long as you're using Earth, but her main burst is elementless, so she can be imbued with other stuff if necessary. She does and fit yeah, in the Bart's team, right? Yeah, yeah, she works pretty well with that, and especially she can even actually like mod boost his Brave Blade a bit with mm -hmm. her base form Grandus, which is kind of neat, I guess. But unfortunately, they don't. They wouldn't frame match. I kind of want to talk about uh, that Grandis. So that does that Grandis literally work for anything, including like jumps? Ah, uh, yes, but not LBs, obviously. It yeah. works the same as um, Ignis's one. Interesting. So would yeah, anyone see a, a would anyone see a sizable boost in damage with this? Um, well, obviously, like the jumpers and Bart's are the main one because they like multiply that boost so many times. Oh yeah, true, true. Yeah. And but Noppy herself makes pretty good use of it because her, her main chain, the Cooper Barrage, that gets like it's three components, so it gets triple triple those mod boosts at least. Um she's also not just a physical damage dealer, but there is a tanking kit in there. Do you want to talk about that a bit? Um it's it's not great. Like <laughs> active ability active ability wise, she's kind of fine. She's got 40% physical met that she can mostly maintain, 75% general as long as she uses it every turn, and like average cover met of 65 to 70%, which is not the best, but not the worst. 
but then she like falls behind quite a lot on just stats because you know she's yeah. got an offensive focus spread even in base form. When I first saw the data mines when it came out, I thought somebody made a mistake. Uh, purely just looking at the kit because it was just all over the place. I thought, oh, look at all these counters and a uh, tank kit. She must be a dodge tank. Oh, but nope, she's. And then Magnus came out and that confused me even more. And then she had no six times chain cap, so she must be a good TDH user. And then her STMR turned out to be a great sword. I forgot. It just was a confusing night for me. Well, I really, mean, really. yeah. I think the, the, the weapon thing isn't really like her fault. That's just the way they've just designed two handed weapons in general. Mm -hmm. It's kind of bad. But mm -hmm. yeah, like mentioning chain cap, it is disappointing she doesn't have five times in it. That would have helped a fair bit. Yeah. And like, but yeah, she's still like Compton. And I guess the, to just for anyone who doesn't like know how her kit actually functions, you basically have her buffing up for every fifth turn with like her cooldowns. And then you want to just spam Koopa Barrage and then use her shift LB whenever possible, because that gives a massive mod boost to Koopa Barrage next turn. And then triple casting that the turn after the LB does a lot of damage. Honestly, do you think people would have pulled on this more if we didn't know Sephiroth existed? Yeah, quite possibly, but like, I think she's still a bit limited in you know, she's more of, or would be more of a trial unit, and but JP kind of has dropped all <laughs> on trials for now. So I think Halen kind of maybe, forgot what the hell trials were. Yeah. She might be good in morale battles, depending on how they function. Hopefully... Oh. You'll find a niche there because, like, I vastly prefer, like, from a design perspective, I vastly prefer this type of kit to all of the crap JP gives us with things like Sephiroth and Cyan and Tifa and all the ways they're designed. But unfortunately, like, functionally, they are much better in the main type of content that matters. Yeah. And that's, and it's also just how Alem designs their game. So yeah. we can't. Yeah, we're kind of fucking stuck here, are we? No, but and I, that's, that's pretty sad. But yeah, she's she's not bad, and I, I it is it is sad, and I think that's the sort of like reality we're at. Where um, what was the, there was another recent unit that I thought was good. Like oh yeah, Cac Cac almost had the same issue. I think like Cactria, mm, no Cactria maybe is slightly better than Noppy in in, in, this, in the place of the meta. But both Cac and Noppy suffer from the thing. Where would you use this unit? when that sort of content doesn't exist. And we've had this conversation a month ago exactly on this podcast yeah. where we were like, for DV, you would never bring CAC because there's always better options. For not being I mean, the same thing. But... I think CAC was brought a couple times to the latest DV and like um, she she still has the advantage of, you know, doing a non-damage role right. at a top tier level, basically. Yeah, yeah. With their breaks. That's true. That's true. Yeah. She's she's probably the only permanent option with eighty seven percent or close yeah. to ninety percent breaks. Yeah. Well, Savior Lightning has still has the ninety percent spirit, but, but yeah, yeah, she's definitely she's the best permanent defense option. Yeah. So I guess Cac has that going for her, and obviously Bohemia was a tank, so he's actually yeah. So that that's has some, some longevity. So Noppy is actually really unfortunate in her place within FFB's world because of. The lack of content that's gonna be supportive for her. Yeah. Um, I can't even imagine any past content that would prefer physical chainers because I've recently experienced that a lot of these prefer magic chainers, and I've I've been using Fissilis more than I've used 
by Edward and Ed Elf Brothers in the trials. So I mean, that's a thing. Yeah, Fizzless in general has been a very good trial unit, but like I guess Amon is physical and with enough support, she might be able to do well there. But mm. it would be like fairly hard team comp wise because yeah. to really like really get really high sustained damage, she does still need like quite a bit of LB support to set yep. up that burst a lot more frequently. And yep. then like going back, I guess like she would be good against Bahamut because she has a bit of like the break killer passive and beast and dragon killers. And then she'd be fine against Asura as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's just if you if you already have like, yeah go some for of it. the hardest trials. Those are still like some of the hardest trials, but like at this point they've been out long enough that a lot of people have already done them. Yeah. And I guess that's not really to the fault of anybody that's designing units. It's whoever's in charge of, you know, creating um yeah, it's content. It's it's not her, it's them, them being the content. <laughs> and uh, it's cute. Like Noppy's really cute. I give I give the creators that. It's yeah. I mean, again, the creators probably never had anything to do with the kit, right? The balancing and everything, because it's been like three fucking yeah. years since they were first revealed. Yeah. I mean, and even then this um this one was a lot more like design focused than actual skill set than the first round, but um I think they still like a couple of the skills or like variations of them. Like the fact that she can take stat buffs and killer buffs from allies. I think that might have been part of like design. Yep. And that's cool. I we I think we went on about like ten minutes without ever talking about the vision card STMR TMR. This is what happens when we don't have must spell on the Shapot. So we Very should cool. talk about that. Yes. We 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 did talk about the STMR to be fair. Oh, we did. In passing mention, it's a 192 attack rate sword with two killers, I think. Um, yeah, beast and dragon, 50%. And it's a two-handed weapon. So, yeah, like it, it suffers from greatsword variants, but otherwise, it's like still not bad for when the killers apply, at least. Like, um, you know, Cleo Stars STMR has also 1.3 variants, and it's like 206 attack. And that's been reasonably used, mostly because of the LB damage on it. Oh, I didn't but know yeah, that. So when, when the killers apply on it, um, this is still pretty good. Interesting. Okay. That's good to hear, at least, that it's not completely useless. Yeah. Um, and obviously it makes, like, I think like a wailed out build might want to use something like Ferian's bow or um, Signacio's axe. But, um, but, like, it makes a budget build for her very easy. Okay, so that's... The Kubo Sword. Let's talk about the TMR. It's a slight variation on Buster style, basically, <laughs> which is like three years old. I know. That's what I was thinking. It's like when they made this, it's like somebody really went on a bender. Like, oh man, remember that TMR from like four years ago? Let's make that again by adding fill rate. <laughs> I think part part of the problem is they don't they haven't necessarily realized, or at least not all the designers have necessarily realized that. For damage dealers, true single wield is basically functionally identical to TDH because weapon plus shield is never going to be viable for damage. Oh, that's a Gumi. They might they might figure it out finally. Yeah, but yeah, and I mean that's more my problem with how true single wield passives have were designed in the first place. Do you think uh, they'll ever fix that? Like that's that's another thing, no. right? Like the, the true single shield wield shit. That conceptually, it's really cool, but like. It's 
if if it had never worked with two-handed weapons, it would have like actually opened design space. But I think but... I've already gone on about that in the past. Yeah, well, remember that old saying from old man's like FFP is a game made without thought. So yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, let's go on to the vision card. The vision card is absolutely adorable as well. I love this oh, vision yeah. card. The art is phenomenal. Yeah, the art team is like whoever. I mean. I mean, forget whoever's making content. The art team is on point every time they're called upon. So kudos to you guys. Oh, you guys yeah. are doing a fucking fantastic job. Love Cactus. And also, um, kudos yep. to Ingross for like the original design and concept as well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Man, I, 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 I remember like when this uh, animation came out, I, I started out for like a minute or two. It's, such, it's really adorable just watching this Moogle. Yeah, yeah. But the card yeah. itself is actually pretty good too. It might yeah. feel a bit dated because it's not a 110 attack card, but it's still really good. Funny, I mean, like like the TMR, this one very much feels like a slight reflavoring of something from a different version of Cloud. Because <laughs> it, it basically is Cloud's card, but it swaps out the level 10 passive of, you know, 30% attack for FF7 units to yeah. 50% TDH for FFB units. Which, which is, is like better. I would say, slight, yeah, it's a bit better, but not much. Yeah, so it's fine. I, I think it's okay. Um, if you get it, it's definitely worth like investing some cactars into it. So just that. Yeah, I feel like but. yeah, pretty much everything from Nobby is like fine, pretty decent, mm -hmm. which is all right. Like not everything has to be top tier amazing. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true. And I think that's the tr sort of trap that this community sometimes falls in. If it's not top tier meta defining, yeah. like tier list shattering YouTube thumbnail bait inducing unit it's not really exciting for people yes the, um, the ffb community can be incredibly like tunnel visioned on the very pinnacle of the meta and everything mm -hmm. and occasionally that annoys me but it's also partly again back due to the the content we get and stuff yeah yeah so i can't blame and them completely it it, it is a it is an inherent thing with any gotcha game, I think, where we're always going to be more excited about the next big thing rather than the next medium yeah. up thing. But yeah. Nobby is a great unit. It's just she suffers from design flaws that isn't inherently wrong with whoever designed Nobby from a game designer standpoint or a like aesthetic standpoint. It's it's just the game itself, like we talked about Keck. So it hurts kind of every time we see this. And this theme will continue on, right? Like this theme will continue on until the next... Um, global exclusive fan design unit comes out because they've been consistent, right? Behemis was great, Cac was great, Noppy's great. Now Yeah, they've they've all been like interesting kits that have all been pretty good but nothing meta shattering. And I think that's the sort of thing that ALM sucks at, right? Because like ALM's yeah. is either a hit or it's a fucking miss. Like Coral and Diverti, they were pretty big misses. But then they'll hit real hard with Sephiroth and Tifa. So that's the sort of like design differences that Gumi and ALM yeah. have, I think. But they're also like Alan Kitstein has also become very narrow, I guess. Mm -hmm. And there's also, been, yeah, and a lot of, um, like, just basically, like, elemental reskins as well, with slight variations. I have a like, controversial take, and like, that is... Yeah, go for it. I was just saying, like, as an example, like, um, Sephiroth, Tifa, Cyan, Kurosame, they all, like, feel like they basically have almost the same kit in different elements, even though there is slight difference. Like, oh, Tifa has a Fist Imperial and multi-hits. 
Cyan and Kurosame are super LB rather than Brave Shift, but it's still they still all feel the same. Yeah, no, I understand what you mean. Especially, it, it starts to get bad after, like when they did it with Noctis and Arden, it made sense. But when Sephiroth, Tifa, Cyan all feel starting to feel the same, that's when you yeah. want to kind of like, yikes. Yeah, and also like I'm not a big fan of this thing of just now like pumping up like dumping flat stats on them as a power creep method okay but i'm actually okay with that purely because wouldn't that also mean to make older units better all they need to do is dump flat stats and maybe mod boosts like yeah i don't like if they actually did that to a good amount of old units then sure but like i mean they kind of have done it with like um envy cloud but like it's still mostly like, oh, it, and especially it becomes a lot more whale focused. Like, like yeah. oh, you need Sephiroth's EX3 along with Tifa's STMR and Aerith's STMR on him. Yeah. Yeah. Make him out. I guess that, that could be a different conversation we have next week, right? Because next week, I think, yeah. is this uh, FFB anniversary stream, which I am 100% guaranteeing you they'll address the EX plus three shenanigans JP did, right? Because 100% guarantee, huh? I no, I I think it's gonna happen purely because we're up in that power creep soon, right? We're getting but to the point where EX plus like, three is a requirement. Yeah, those are starting or requirement for like getting the most out of the unit. Right. Get, not yeah. not necessarily required for content, but because there's no fucking content that needs it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't change. That hasn't changed. I mean, but it's it, just like max DV scoring, but whatever. Uh, but the only reason I bring this up, I think that it'll be guaranteed next, it'll be brought up next week, is because starting with Sephiroth, and for people that don't know, no longer does the vision card come with them at, you know, when you get the unit, and like it did in JP, you have to get it at EX plus three, and you no longer well, that, use Cactuars to level up the vision cards, I think, and that's that just given it a level 10. That's still only been for um, Sephiroth, Tifa, and Aerith, I think. I think. Oh, so the they would reverted after, back the to that? After that have all gone back to normal. They were like oh. special ones. Interesting. They'll probably then, do it again at some point, but it's not like the norm. Then going forward, it's only the EX abilities that's hidden behind EX plus two and three. Yeah, pretty much every like every new unit still has like EX two abilities and some have EX three abilities from the get go. Oh, which is yeah, painful, especially with the way GL does shards. Yeah, because if we only get it what every three fucking months. <laughs> yeah. And you're right. In, in JP makes sense because the shard dungeon is available every day, right? For, for yeah. a limit of once. So yeah, it, it gives like one to three shards per unit. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, it's open every day. If if they made like our shard dungeon available like Friday, Saturday, Sunday every week, then that would like be good. Yeah, and usable for like the way things are done now or will be done soon. I, I always thought that the vision card thing was a successive thing, because I remember I'm reading that Sephiroth did it, and then a few weeks later Tifa did it, and I'm like, okay, fuck, this must be normal now, because they did it two weeks in a row. Um, But now that you mentioned uh, that, it's not I'm, normal. That's good I'm, to hear. Yeah, I'm pretty certain it is just the FF7 ones. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. Then, anyways, I, I feel like, again, to the point, though, next week we'll have probably discuss about EX2 units, I, I EX2 bonuses or abilities, purely because they started giving them out. And uh, hopefully they address it during this uh, anniversary stream. Yeah, at least, at least some of the old ones. I don't know, because like the new units with them are still probably like one to two months out, I would say. So 
The other thing that I wish they could address next week, and because this is the episode right before anniversary, um, I kind of wish they uh, talked about why they kind of skipped all the enhancements of seven star units. Yeah, like in general, like these days, GL has been. I think we've mentioned this a lot before, and especially like I've talked about it on news days with Sinzar as well. Like GL has been so slack on basically all forms of old unit upgrading yep. compared to JP. And that's one of the things that annoys me the most right now. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. There, there's, there's a lot of good ability awakenings like hidden behind some of these, right? So, like, yeah. I mean, and even just reworks as well, like stuff like the Titus rework and whatnot. Yeah, the Titus rework and the Dark Knight Cecil rework. I kind of want that too. Yeah. So, but that's that's our little rant. Uh, hopefully, they address that. It, it's, it's it's again requesting some sort of communication. I remember, I think it was like in November when they talked about that they'll do it again, but then they did, and then they didn't. So they there is a lack mm. of consistency here. Yeah, as always, mixed bag. <laughs> but hey, maybe you'll get a chance to ask them yourself. Oh my goodness! <laughs> if anyway, if... we've got we've got an incredible sidetrack, but there was another unit to talk about this week. And this was actually, I think, the most exciting one for most people. But let's talk about this unit. It's Sylvie. Sylvie got a rework out of fucking nowhere. Let's talk about <laughs> Sylvie. <laughs> Oh my God, what did you guys talk about in the News Guys podcast? Like, uh, you you must have been like surprised just out of nowhere, just like Sylvie is getting an upgrade. Yeah, I mean, it's like she she was just running a bit late. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, oh, now, like two months late. Yeah, two months late. But now, um, it's like, wait, is is Easter in February or April? <laughs> <laughs> what is time? It all mushes together in the pandemic. Who the hell cares? <laughs> yeah. Um, Compared to Newsday, we do actually now know what her upgrades are, and they are quite good. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, like, like obviously, like, if you were expecting her to be, like, top tier at something in specific, A, you don't understand Sylvie's design, and B, that's way too optimistic for an upgraded old 7 star that tons of people have, yep. but she is still very good and usable. Like, her mets are up to 40%, her chain grants are a bit better, um, her breaks are, like, 75% on demand, 80 on cooldown, buffs are, like, 200 to 250, her on-demand element resistors up to 70 from 50, which can be really nice. Uh, sure. She got a new a new Magnus that's, like, a nice one-use in trust plus LB buff plus big amp, which is very nice for, like, OTK content. And she can multicast it, so it's better than most entrust yeah. abilities. So, and well, it doesn't even require her LB gauge. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm her, making great use of it for farming this event. Her um TMR and STMR were also pretty good. Yeah, they got like ten percent extra HP and MP. It's not yeah. very noticeable, but I think I think possibly like the biggest upgrade compared to what they were before is her imbues, which have gone from single target to being. AOE plus imperil plus 50, 15% amp. amps. Yeah, that and that's really three nice. elements. She has three elements, yeah. which is massive, I think. Not not a lot of the units can imbue imperil and amp three elements. Well, so she can't imperil. Can... She can't imperil, right? Oh, no, she does. What? She does. Yeah, she, she does. They, have, they have 120% imperils attached now. Yeah. So, in, in much ways, she can like fill quite a similar role to like Yoshi now. Yep. But yeah, with different elements and stuff. 
But you know I why I prefer seven star supports over NVs? Because I don't have to brave shift and waste two seconds watching the brave shift animations. So yeah. Sylvie can use all of her abilities without having to waste two seconds. So. I mean, at least for for um like OTK farming content, you just shift them in the menu and then start in the form you want. Yeah, true. Like who but... uses Yoshi's base form? So, uh... <laughs> okay, <laughs> I've used. Uh, I, I can't think of a single time I've ever used Yoshi's base form, actually. So you're right. Unless you need human killer. That's, that's like the one thing you use it for. Yeah. I'm remembering. Also, her LB's really good. 90% elemental um, yeah. buffs. I think... So, back when elemental Tetris was a thing, Sylvie saved my ass. Um, may, not many people remember the great old days of elemental Tetris. It's the best days. We all look forward to it coming uh, back. I um, never want a gear for Icebird again. Just putting that out there. Gumi, if you're listening to this, we want more Elemental Tetris. No. But, well, a little bit is okay. As long as it's like preemptive Elemental Tetris for the whole team, that's hell. Otherwise, a bit, it's fine. But now with Sylvie in the game, does that even matter? Like 90%? That's fucking huge. Uh, um, I mean, like, I think... I think it might have been 90% before the upgrade even, but um, because the big thing, like, when it's on the LB, it's mm -hmm. very hard to have available turn one. That's true. So then, but yeah, I think the more helpful thing for Tetris type stuff is actually her on-demand one going from 50 to 70. Yeah. And then obviously she's still got um 100 available for three elements as well, which can be nice. Anyways, overall, she's a really, really good unit, and yeah. I think we're... Um... When she first no, got her, can fill a lot of holes. Uh, enhancements. People tried using her as a healer as well, so you could try that. Yeah. So, what that... were her heal six k already? I don't remember if they got upgraded in this batch or not. I I don't remember either, but I remember people tried using her as a healer after her uh, ability awakenings. Yeah. And it, it was okay, I think. Yeah, it like it it works when you don't need too much healing. Mm -hmm. So in the like if you are still doing some of the trials that might have like five man comps or like you just yeah. need to bring a, re a real like mostly offensively focused comp or um turn limit she can be like quite good at covering a fair amount of things with a single slot and she she shouldn't need a lot of healing purely because her barriers like her um are a lot right like there's a 6k on demand barrier or a 5k barrier attached to her lp so yeah. Technically, the amount of healing she needs might go down slightly. I mean, her six K ones are heals, not barriers. But um, she oh, has is it? like a she, okay. She has a fifteen hundred barrier on demand that like recasts itself after a couple turns. Oh yeah. And then yeah, the the one on the LB is five K, and that's fairly substantial. No, we've yeah. talked as much as <laughs> we, we can about Sylvia. I think. I mean. This, this is what happens when units are designed with actual, like, interesting and diverse kits. We can actually talk about them a decent amount. Yeah. No, that's true. Even if there's no new content, Nappy and Sylvia are such interesting units. We can talk to them about mm -hmm. for, like, 30 minutes. This is good kit design. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, overall, Gumi has been very good at kit designs, right? Like, I haven't thought... There are a few, like, misses. I can think of a few misses, but, like, most of yeah, them have been hits. I can think of a few misses. <laughs> <laughs> most of them are either, like, really strong hits or, like, they're way too OP. But, like, the, Gumi's generally really good at it, especially in the last year or so. Um, 
yeah, yeah, they've they've like refined it. Well, I I think what they've gotten better at like in the last year is you know the balancing of them. They're very yeah. good at hitting that like good but not extreme level now. Mm-hmm. And I think and then damaged rotations aren't quite so much of a clusterfuck these days. See, only like three people in the world care about that, and you're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but good on you for uh, keeping up with the sheet, unlike somebody uh, else. Calc fucking cotton and Godria ever again. See, I I was on. I was kind of surprised they never did Carton Godria NVA. I think that'd be fantastic. I think with... it still could happen this year. That's true. Like, or at least at least um, reworks if they're not doing NVA seasonals. But now mm-hmm. that. SLP's on the table and they don't need Brave Shift sprites. It could still be a thing. SLB, man, I hate that. I really hate SLBs conceptually. Mm-hmm. Feels... Yeah, I think they it has potential to work but the way it's being used so far isn't great. Also, the other thing that I thought about is like technically Zidane fits better as an SLB unit than as an NVA unit, or a Brave Shift unit, maybe. Mm-hmm. But no, I, th- I think I, th- I think the trance units are like good users of the temporary brave shift in general. Okay, yeah. All right. So before we end the episode, um, last week we talked about our hot take predictions for anniversary. Um, this this week I want to end the episode on your personal favorite moment in the last year of FFB, and I'll I'll also talk about mine first so that you have a moment to think about a dream. But let me open the update schedule and scroll down. <laughs> well, some of the so last year, starting from anniversary, last year's anniversary was really weird, right? Because it was like three months of anniversary, but it's also because it yeah. was like COVID and like Gumi and Square Enix were probably like scrambling for things to do. But one of my favorite moments was probably when um, we built, we were clearly building up to NV, right? Because it was like spelling out Neo or something for the oh, each month, right? <laughs> that was I thought that was a lot of fun. That was funny. It was funny. And like Barros was like adamant that he was right in predicting that we were speeding up to NV when in reality it was like three months after he was kind of off three or three months. But oh, yeah. well, <laughs> his prediction was like way ahead, even though we like were like we did obviously speed up to it, but at the same time, yeah, yeah, way off. So that was that was like a favorite moment. Um, people forget about this unit, but Rico Rodriguez, uh, was was a, was a fun night on. I guess maintenance night purely because he, he was that one unit that was fixed midway through maintenance like two or three the times drama around his Magnus <laughs> and, and, and like people were thinking oh it changed it doesn't change oh no what the hell is with these frames oh, man that was the peak content of FFB oh, I enjoyed that moment a lot well what about you Dream any any standout um, moments in the last year I mean I guess one thing that comes to mind was obviously like last year's anniversary live stream and being on that was pretty neat and and you asked cg rams or when and they never responded <laughs> no and now we've we've lost hazard for good and it can never be salvaged and it's all their fault that he went out for a box of cigarettes and never came back what smoking uh, will do to you are we doing smoking psas now on the global exclusive podcast <laughs> i don't know i'm i'm like <laughs> Half paying attention to the conversation, half <laughs> scrolling down and trying to read. Oh, uh, uh, here's another thing I really like: Ibarra. Ibarra was really fun because of two things. One, she was a CG seasonal unit. We haven't gotten a CG seasonal unit until then. Because if you think about the uh, logistics of a CG seasonal, seasonal unit, they're only going to sell this unit two weeks in a year. They're going to invest so much to create a CG for yeah, it. Yeah, that she was definitely very neat. 
bugs and, aside. I mean, even with the bugs, I think that's what made her even more interesting, right? Because because of her LB being like yeah, bugged as it is. That's true. She's still used to this day and probably one of the longest lasting TPS units ever in the MV era. Um, yeah. So everybody that no. pulled on her in the two weeks, congrats. Yeah, and that, that's probably partly because of the way she like has such like external support scaling potential, I guess, with like LB buff and yeah. later amps and stuff as well. Yeah. So again, and that, I think that's a really good point. Like in that, yeah. in Gumi's designers hit it home with Ibarra, even if she wasn't, even if she wasn't bugged, because it's because she was bugged that she's still being used now. But if she wasn't bugged, she would still be used quite a while, purely because of her scaling potential. Yeah. So, yeah. and I mean, again, um, yeah, yeah, because even the unbugged LB was like 180, which is still higher than basically everything we saw before Zidane. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, she did have zero innate LB damage passes, and like gearing that on a mage is pretty rough. Pretty rough, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess other things that just stand out for me is when we got stuff like the first boss rush, and like we didn't think we were gonna get it, and it was like. Ooh, a new content format that's actually fun. We got it twice. Yeah. Yeah, they, <laughs> it was weird. In the, like, like, they brought it back after, like, six months or something once. I don't even remember how long it was, actually, but we'll say it was about that much. But yeah, it, it's, it's still a cool event type. I just find it extremely weird that we got it once, and then it looked like Gumi completely forgot about it, and then it came back out of nowhere. So Yeah. It's... Um, it's a sh it's almost a shame the same thing hasn't kind of happened with um like Soul Palace or Tower of Heroes. Yeah, those are the like uni unique event types that JP tried. Like even yep. if they don't really work out, like yep. just give us either a taste of them. And the four star trials too, or some sort of like rarity stricting trials. I think would help Go uh, yeah. Alim and Gumi to design better content. Right. Yeah, I so. think Alan Alan tried like. There was like a four star DV or something, like, or mini DV, but like it didn't really work that well. It has to be a trial, I think. Like, I don't think DV could work with four star units. Yeah. I mean, I think part of the problem is we now have stuff like, um, like the DV weapons that grant a skill that's like stronger than mm. every four stars damage dealing mod. In, in relation to additional con this stuff that happened in the last year, I think one thing that I enjoyed was the green magic changes and oh yeah yeah the shield adjustments those that was pretty big um it made some of the, yeah, the in, in general, like yeah like those kind of mechanics re up reworks and updates and stuff are always feel feel good but the biggest moment in the last year of all of ffp was being able to search your fucking inventory the technology is there people we finally reached the apex of humanity where we can now search our inventory. Hallelujah. Like once. Oh, you've used it one like once, really? Yeah. Because I like I am just so used to like just swapping my sorts so frequently to just put whatever I want near the top and then like have a few things favorited that don't come out of sorts very well. Like so they show up at the top anyway. And then I can always just kind of find the things I use regularly very quickly. I have, I'm I'm a bit weird. I have my uh, material slot and all everything else slotted uh, ordered by rarity. And when you do it by rarity, there's some like four or five star rare items that are actually really good. That and finding those have always been as right because I have to scroll a lot. Yeah, so that's what I use the search function for usually. 
I mean, often, like, like when looking for something specific that didn't sort well, the previous way was, like, to just sort by name and then scroll to it yeah. more easily, at least for me. And yeah, search is just, like, a slightly improved version of that. I'm just glad that search is there, finally. Yeah. And I guess uh, mass... What I'm glad is, yeah, bulk fusion. God. Yeah. Thank, Thank God. God. Because I was like, like, yes, I'm down from, like, 1500 to 800 <laughs> i was at 1400 to it's 900 so that that helped a lot yeah um but Worst yeah quality of life updates this mm, i guess we also got re unit reserves reserves now oh that, yeah yeah that like, freed I up think, a lot too yeah they they are like turned out to be mostly nice for the enhancers for me rather than like the main units mm-hmm but I, I still use it to like store like my old like time limited and seasonal stuff. Yeah, that's what I do too. Yeah. Awesome. Quality of well, life. Quality of quality life. Quality good. <laughs> well, before we end the podcast today, we want to do a shout out to a Friday stream that myself, I think, Barros and Cotton and Muspel will be a part of. It is a community stream of all the great FB content creators. And not great content creators, just kidding, they're all great. Um, they'll be coming together for a really long stream extravaganza. Um, most people will be on the panel two separately, but like we're gonna open up the show. The global exclusive podcast will have open up the show with the, our 20-minute segment. So come join us for the stream on Flip Method uh, on Twitch or just come to our Discord for the link. So yeah, come enjoy another Unfortunately, I can't be there thanks to exams, but I will be there with you in spirit. And you might find myself and Dream on the anniversary stream next week on Saturday. If we're lucky. If we're lucky, yeah, on Saturday. Hopefully we'll be there. Um, yeah. Crossing At our fingers. At the time of recording, they haven't sent out the things yet. Yeah, I mean, I hopefully we get on. I mean, Dream got on last year, I, 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 and I, I wasn't able to, but hopefully, I want to be on this year. So fuck you, Dream. <laughs> It'll be great, though, if you yeah. can, can be on. So, Anyways, uh, we'll see you guys later, and cue the Chocobos. Goodbye. And stop. I'm at 46.16. So. Yeah. I've got 46.21. Awesome. What was this? Uh, episode 72? I want to say 73. Okay. Last week, 72. I, I, I didn't put... I have last week saved as 72. So, you know how Dissidia is also like a big FF mobile game? I checked their they podcast. Can, yeah. They're on episode 170-something, right? Like wow. so, they've been going on longer than we have, but um, they're they're kind of like us, where there's like usually seven people that's supposed to be there, but not everybody can make it, obviously. So it ends up being like three or four people every time. I so uh, I felt fairly vindicated that this isn't this is pretty normal. <laughs> yeah, to not have <laughs> everyone there at all times. Yeah, I think that's fair enough as well. Or did you pull for Noppy? Uh, I use like half a dozen tickets, and I'm doing dailies. I don't oh, think I've even gotten a, have even gotten a rainbow yet, though. Yikes. But really yeah, sad. like when like I'm not super hoarder, so like when I have more than 40k, I don't mind just doing dailies on banners that I kinda like. Honestly, I've never been over 50k in my whole life playing FFB. So I What what's the max that I've gotten up to? I think I think once I might have been up around 80k, but that was like a pretty rarity. What did you burn Which... it on? I don't even remember. I think I think it might have been around in the era of having to go to pity on like Van Ace and someone else in quick succession. Oh, last year. Oh, yeah. okay. In like sort of that 
late seven star era. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, there, were, there was just like three banners in a row that I liked all of and was not lucky on any of them. And I was super lucky on that last stretch. I remember that. All right, I'm going to go, Dream. It was fun doing it with you. Uh, hopefully we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.